Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. My dad who went home to the Lord in August of 2019, was a man of faith, even from a young age. Though his parents did not attend church and weren't interested in spiritual matters, my dad was. He used to tell the story of being 12 years old, riding his bike around town, praying about where he should go to church. And he fell off his bike in front of a Methodist church, And so that's where he went. I'm deeply grateful to my dad and my mom, who is currently leading several Bible studies and preaching at the Methodist church she attends, for raising me and my younger sisters in the church. Among the great cloud of witnesses who proclaim the good news of eternal life in Jesus Christ, among the saints of God, Picture a saint in your life, a loved one who has gone before us into glory, a person in your life now who is loving and patient and kind, a particular individual canonized by the church, St. John, our church's namesake, St. Peter, St. Teresa, St. Francis. The word saint is from the Latin sanctus, which means holy, having a quality of sacredness, being set apart and dedicated to the service of the Lord. St. Paul addressed most of his letters in the New Testament to the saints who formed the church in a particular city, to the saints in Rome, the saints in Corinth, the saints in Philippi. Were Paul to write a letter to us here today, he might well address it to the saints in Palm Desert. The word saint is not used by Paul and other New Testament writers to single out extraordinary individuals or exclusively for the faithful departed. They use saint to describe each and every member of the church who are made holy in Christ, who are set apart to do Christ's healing work in this broken world, who are dedicated to him. Sainthood is not something we achieve or must only await. Sainthood is our present reality and our future hope. As Martha, Mary, and Lazarus experience in our gospel reading for today, imagine you are one of them in these extraordinary moments. Jesus loved Lazarus and his sisters, Martha and Mary. They were among his closest friends. 
As the Gospels of Luke and John recount, Jesus would stay with them in Bethany when he visited Jerusalem. The two cities were only two miles apart. Martha had cooked for Jesus, and Mary had studied at his feet. They know Jesus is a powerful teacher and healer, and they know he cares for them. And so when Lazarus becomes ill, Martha and Mary let Jesus know, likely anticipating that he will come and heal his beloved friend as he had healed so many others. But he doesn't. They wait, and Jesus doesn't arrive. And Lazarus dies, and they bury him, and they mourn. When Jesus finally arrives, four days later, Martha, practical, proactive, responsible Martha, goes out to meet Jesus. And she says to him the words her sister will repeat, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And it is to Martha that Jesus speaks the gospel truth on which our hope rests. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And even as her brother lies dead in the tomb, Saint Martha responds with the courageous and resilient declaration of faith expressed by St. Peter in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. After she has said this, she goes and brings her sister Mary, passionate, contemplative, unrestrained Mary to Jesus and Mary says what her sister Martha had said Lord if you had been here my brother would not have died even and Jesus weeps with Saint Mary even knowing that he is going to raise her brother from the dead the heart of Christ breaks with ours. He mourns with us the pain we experience in this fallen world, broken by human sin, a world in which we are saints and sinners, as Martin Luther affirmed, a world that is not as God first created it to be and will one day make it again. A world in which we grieve. Grief is sorrow in response to loss. We have all experienced losses over these past few years in many and various ways. There is much to grieve in our broken world. As Kenneth Hawke affirms in his Journeying Through Grief book series, grief is normal. Grief is natural. It's how we human beings respond to loss. 
and grief is necessary. Avoiding it or ignoring it won't make it go away. So give yourself permission to grieve. Be kind and patient with yourself in difficult times. And remember that we all grieve differently and we're all grieving different things. So be kind and patient with others. As Reverend John Watson put it, be kind, for everyone you meet is carrying a heavy load. Foster emotional health by fostering spiritual and physical health. Pray without ceasing. Go back to those scripture passages that give you hope and courage and strength. Stay connected with our community of faith and with family and with friends. Eat well. Get some form of physical exercise. Get some rest. Reach out to someone you trust so that they can help you process your grief. And most of all, keep in heart and mind that you are not alone. You are never alone. Christ is with us and for us forever. As Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, God joined with us in our humanity, fully human and fully divine, makes known in raising Lazarus from the dead. Standing outside the tomb with Martha and Mary and their grieving friends, Jesus calls for the stone in front of the tomb to be taken away. He gives, he gives thanks to God the Father for hearing him. And he cries out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! And Lazarus does. What was that moment like for Martha and Mary, for their friends, for Lazarus? The love of Jesus for Lazarus for Martha and Mary, for all of us. The life he gives us all is made manifest in this miracle. The raising of Lazarus, so close to the city of Jerusalem, where religious and political authorities are already feeling threatened by Jesus, prompted them to seek his death. And within a few days, they had him arrested and he was sentenced to death. He suffered and died on the cross and was buried. And on the third day, he rose again to life. And as Jesus Christ arose, so will we. In his defeat of death is the assurance that our death is defeated. In his resurrection is the assurance of our resurrection. In his eternal life is the assurance of our eternal life. Nothing, not even death, can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. As the prophet Isaiah envisioned and the author of Revelation declares, Christ has swallowed up death forever. He is making all things new. 
one day he will bring weeping and mourning and pain to an end. He will wipe every tear from our eyes. He will heal us and the whole creation. In the meantime, we are called by Christ our Savior to live the life we already have, to respond to God's grace and love in grace and love, to express our future hope in present action. After Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he instructed others to unbind him and let him go. Jesus could have done this by himself, but he didn't. He invited others to participate in the unbinding, the freeing, the healing of Lazarus. Jesus is the one who gave Lazarus life. And he invited others to help him live it. As were the friends of Lazarus, we too are called to help unbind our brothers and sisters from all that would keep them from experiencing the fullness of their freedom in Christ, to respond to God's grace in being gracious in all of our relationships, to participate in the Holy Spirit's healing work in this broken world. I am grateful for all the opportunities to do so through the ministries of St. John's. Ministries we share together as the saints of God. In the words of St. Teresa of Avila, Christ has no body on earth but ours. No hands but ours, no feet but ours. Ours are the eyes through which the compassion of Christ looks out on the world. Ours are the feet with which he goes about doing good. Ours are the hands with which he blesses his people. As we remember all the saints of God in our lives, May we remember that we too are saints. Christ has made us holy. He has set us aside to participate in his healing work in this broken world. He has called us to unbind people with the truly good news that Christ has swallowed up death forever. He is making all things new. And one day, he will welcome us home with all the saints of God. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're doing this every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you'd like more information about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.